Welcome to the Terry James Show. Still weird saying that. Good to have you here. Thank you here for being here for number three. You guys are brave souls. Boy, the response I got from the... I, I guess, I don't know what show it was. I think it was the first show where I was up on the ladder nude trying to change the smoke detector. I guess I could have killed myself. And thank you guys so much for giving me tips, sending me videos, sending me messages. It's been fantastic. And I guess I got pretty damn lucky, didn't I? You can help the show by buying a Terry James Show t-shirt. Just go to terryjames.com and up there in the shop or whatever it says, shops. I don't know what it says. Just click on it. You figure it out. Something there. It's kind of cool. I'm digging it. On today's show, we're going to be getting into my lack of faith and the fact that I had a lot, I had a dump load, a dump load of faith. And I don't know what happened to it. And I'm going to go a little uh, deep on this and try to figure that stuff out. Also going to be getting into some toxic people or the fact that we don't need any of that bull crap in our lives, do we? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Plus, um, I'm going to talk about doors opening and recognizing when doors open for you and what you should do if you get an opportunity to do something. And I've got a pretty good story about that, something that's happened to me in the past and, and all that stuff. And we're going to kick things off. And I'm just kind of wondering if, the, if I need to do this or not. And I, I guess when we get going, do, do I need to apologize for something? Imagine this, a photograph. And in the photograph, the people that are looking at the camera, it's a very large couple, obese by any standards. They're looking into the camera. They got a brand new puppy that they've adopted. Okay. It's a man and a woman. The dog is really cute, but the look on the dog's face as it's being adopted by these granted larger people is hilarious. And there's a caption on the photo, on the meme. It says, when you realize that you're never going to walk again. Made me laugh out loud. I thought it was funny. I decided to share that meme on my Instagram page. I'm going to say, I don't know, 97% of the people thought it was funny and took it for what it was. Okay, not making fun of the people, but making fun of, yeah, it was, okay, you're making fun of the situation. I'm not trying to sugarcoat this thing, okay? My point is, there were like 3% of the people, 5% of the people that responded to it did not like my comment. I got the, oh my God, they're giving that dog a life and you're making fun of them. I also got the, you're supposed to be a positive person. You're supposed to spread life and humor and fun in the world. I got that too. Fuck you. <laughs> I guess I'll just get, get right to the point, huh? Listen, I know where my heart is, okay? I, things are funny in the universe. I make fun of myself, and you know, and it's a funny, funny meme. And I apologize. I'm not going to even apologize. What am I saying? That's, what the, that's my message right now, is if you know where your heart is, and you know who you are, and you're doing the best to be the, and I hate this saying so much, but the best version of yourself, I can't stand that saying. 
But if you are just being that person, I got news for you. You are never going to be enough for a lot of people. Mostly strangers. You're never going to be enough for people. You're constantly being judged. You're constantly doing that. And I refuse to walk around thinking that I'm going to be canceled or I'm going to, you know, not get into this scare that some people want to put into me. I even heard from people on the meme uh, that said, even people in the radio industry going, what are you trying to get canceled or something? No, I'm just being me. Okay. And apparently that post of that, you know, that photo, that meme was not enough of me for some people. But it's funny, and I find things that are funny, and I'm going to keep posting them, and I hope that you will take a little bit of a lesson from this. It doesn't matter if you have a podcast or a radio show, or if you're trying to live your life in the public eye, you're constantly being judged by your coworkers, by your family, by your mate, by all kinds of stuff like that. And it is such a pain in the ass to try to live up to their expectations. You do not want to try to live up to their expectations. You're never going to live up to their expectations. So be you, say what you say, do what you do. And I'm not saying don't apologize for something. If I step in the shit, listen, I've made a career of stepping into some crap, okay? I've had to apologize many times. And that's not going to say had to. After making a statement or doing something crazy on the radio, After looking back at the situation, sometimes you go, oh yeah, I can see where I really didn't think this whole way through. I owe somebody an apology. On this one, it's just funny. And don't follow me on Instagram if you don't want to see some weird stuff. I mean, my Instagram page is so unfocused. That's another thing that happened when I hired these quote-unquote podcast professionals to do all this. They, They wanted to take over my Instagram page at a, by the way, at a substantial higher cost, you know, a little add-on, you know, a little undercoating, one of those things. They And they said, you've got to be more focused in your posts. You've got to show everybody what you are. Well, what I am is just a guy, just a guy who's trying to live a life like you are, who's trying to wait, who wakes up every morning trying to be the best person he can possibly be. I want to be the best husband. I know a lot of you want to be your best wives and the, and the best parent and the best coworker and the best boss and the best this and the best that. I just want to be a good person. And sometimes I fail. In this case, it was just a meme. No one to apologize when it's something very serious. When it's something for showing your sense of humor, and if your sense of humor doesn't match somebody else's sense of humor, fuck it, okay? Stand tall, post away, have fun. There you go. All right, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. When you start something, anything at all, if you have a goal or a dream, job you want to get, maybe you want to go out with that girl or that guy or whatever it is, all of a sudden resistance just pops into your head. All these excuses. You know exactly what what it feels like. You want that job, all of a sudden, wait a minute, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough education. I don't have enough experience. You want to go out with that girl, wait a minute, I don't make enough money. Uh, I'm not tall enough for her. I'm not this, I'm not that. You always have resistance just slapping you right in the face to knock you down. It's human nature. 
It's human nature. There's a reason why only a handful of people reach the highest of the highs because they know how to get through it. But be able to be able to get through it, you have to recognize it. There's a great book on resistance. It's by Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art. Fantastic book. If you haven't picked it up, do it. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's a quick read. It's written from a writer's perspective, but it's not about writing at all. It's really, truly about life and how to recognize existence, how to step through it. You know, it, it's good. It's a great book. It could truly help you out. It's helped me out many times, although I've always known in my mind that most of the resistance comes <clears throat> excuse me, from ourselves. Your society is going to give you some resistance. You know, you're not this, you're not that. In my case right now, and what I am doing, this online YouTube stuff, this podcasting thing, in my mind, I'm thinking it's only for young people. It's, it's not. It's for everybody. The internet is there for everybody. Podcasting is there for everybody. But still, I get discouraged. I get discouraged because I don't know anything about editing video because this portion, if you're just listening to the podcast, I just stepped through a big fear part of my life. I didn't know how to edit videos. I still don't know how to edit videos. But if you watch this on YouTube, you see a very sloppy version of this show. But I'm very proud of it. And I know it's only going to get better. I knew it was resistance. You don't know enough about this. You don't have enough experience, you know, but you could find anything, man. I went on YouTube and Googled how to do it, all that, you know, I just went and did it and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep getting better at it because I find it interesting. But one thing you need to know, and this is the thing that I'm going through right now with an age thing, okay, is that doors do not discriminate. They open for people of all ages. They really do. And some of my resistance has been, okay, my age thing is, as you can tell, if you've listened to the past shows, it's really fucking with my head. But I'm just going to keep going through it. Okay. It is, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. I, I got, who wants to watch me talk? A beyond middle-aged guy. Middle age is what, 35 years old? You know, uh, a beyond middle-aged guy just working through some shit. <laughs> but I'm hoping that it helps you. That's one of my goals for this show is that afterwards, it gives you something to think about. And I'm hoping that this show becomes a success. Absolutely. And I'm hoping that you people that are here from the very start get more and more and more out of this and get more and more strength out of this to do the things that you want to do as well. Now, to be able to do the things you want to do, no matter what age, no matter what you have going on in your life, no matter what excuse you have, you're too short, you're too overweight, you're too young, you're too old, you're too this, you're too that, you're too black, you're too white, you're too gay, whatever, it does not matter. Doors do not discriminate. You just have to recognize when a door opens. And when a door opens, that is an opportunity for you. And an opportunity is a gift. So, 
And that's where I think that people that are a little older, they recognize a door opening. They recognize an opportunity. And I think we're more apt to really weigh both sides and weigh, do I really want to go for this or not? You know, there's a lot to weigh with opportunities. And, but a lot of people don't recognize that doors are opening for them. And you have to recognize this. And for that, you have to be totally in the moment. I, I know that sounds woo-woo-y and all that kind of stuff and metaphysically and meditation-y, but you really have to be in the moment. You have to recognize, wait a minute, somebody just wanted me to meet their daughter. Thought I'd be a, a great date for their daughter. And you just blow it off. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, you know, that might've been an opportunity. That, that might've been the love of your life. Somebody asked you to move to your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend asked you to move to another city with them because they got a new job. And you're like, I don't want to leave the stuff I have going on. That might be a door opening for you. That might be an opportunity. Do not be afraid to walk through these doors and try to make those things happen. I'm telling you, man, I'm very excited about what's happening right now. And I really believe that your response right now is a door opening for me. You're, you're helping me realize that I'm really onto something. You're telling me that I'm onto something. I can feel that I'm onto something. And it's my hope that you can see and recognize these opportunities that exist for you. And if you think nothing good ever happens to you, if you think this and all that stuff, you're damn right nothing good ever happens to you because that's what's in your mind. No, doors are opening for you all the effing time. It doesn't matter where your position is in life. Recognize it, make an educated decision on how to walk through those doors and if you really want to make it happen because it truly is an absolute gift. And I don't, you could look at this, I look at it, I choose to look at it in a metaphysical kind of space. I don't think that the universe or God or whoever, whatever you want to look at it or whatever you want to call it, is going to open doors for you that you're not capable of doing. I don't think that you're going to get thoughts of, hey, I want to do this, you know, and then you beat your, the shit out of yourself all day long. Why'd you think of that? I, I think that that thought came from somewhere, came from somewhere. And I think you need to at least explore it as a door opening and a possibility and an opportunity and above all, a gift. Life is way too short to be hanging out with toxic people. A little perturbed right now, all right? Okay, <laughs> really. But they're friends of mine, Terry. I have to be loyal to them. Loyalty, schmoyalty. Why would you let their toxicity into your life on a regular basis? Why would you do that? I get there being for a friend who needs, you know, somebody needs a shoulder to cry on, some advice, a little pick-me-up, you know, whatever, because we all go through things together as friends, family members, co-workers, whatever. But why would you subject yourself to somebody who's always woe is me and who's always bringing up 
politics. There's always that, that's just a thing with me. I can't stand the politics stuff. Can't stand it. Oh, really? What are you trying to prove when you're bringing shit like that up? That you're smarter than somebody else? Nobody gives a fuck. Okay. <sighs> what did I say? Oh, that's right. Life's too short to be hanging out with negative people. I just did a podcast with one of my good friends, Jane Asher. I've known her from many, many years ago in the Santa Barbara radio days, but she moved on to be one of the foremost experts in kind of a morbid subject, but she has a way to make it okay. Death. She has a book called The Next Room. She has a podcast called The Next Room, which I was just a guest on. We didn't talk about death per se, uh, although she did ask me a couple of questions about it. If you want to hear that, that will be up on her uh, podcast on the 22nd, I believe, of this month. Subscribe to it. It's really, really good. God knows you're going to need it one day, or maybe a family member, somebody's going to need it. All I know is that it's helped me view the way you know, death is and the way it's supposed to be and all that. And, you know, it's really, it's comforted me. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I'm uncomfortable talking about it. I don't think a lot about it. I still feel like I'm 25, 30 years old. I still feel like I've got my whole life ahead of me, which I don't think is a bad feeling. But for my entire life, I've considered myself a pretty spiritual guy. And by spiritual, that's just the one thing that I really have relied on is the golden rule. Do unto others. Try to be a good person. Do your best. Karmically, it's a good thing. You know, all that. If you know, and I and I see myself and I see all these other people that claim to be spiritual and be God-fearing and all that. And Usually online on Twitter, when it, it pronounces what they are, first thing on Twitter, God this, God that, which is fine. But I'd say a majority of the time, it's followed up by a, I fucking hate you tweet or message. It's kind of turned me off. And I'm trying so hard to get back to being faithful. In fact, the last few nights in bed, I've been really concentrating on it. I've been taking deep breaths and realizing maybe that the universe does have my back again and that good people do exist. And if you fill your head with positive things, positive things will happen and miracles can happen. I really want to believe that like I used to. I used to be so freaking powerful when it came to just feeling like the universe was covering me that I was walking side by side with quote unquote God. Never been one of those scripture people. I read the Bible once or thumb through it. Um, I get a lot of my spirituality from other people. And I believe that spirituality is a very private thing. I don't like talking about it. Although if somebody asks me about it, where do you find your strength from? In the past, I've had no problem saying, oh, man, I believe in the universal law, man. Do unto others. What you put out into the world is what you get back. I was, this is what I really, truly believed in. And yes, I prayed to God. I would do that all the time. But because I've seen so many of those quote unquote God people, 
that I, in my eyes are just mean people. They've been succeeding. It makes me wonder whose, whose side the universe is on. And I don't want it to be sides. I don't want it to be winners and losers. So I just kind of keep it to myself. And in my mind, I got to get over this. This bad people are winning thing. I got to get over that. So this is where I'm standing right now on faith. This is my place right now. And by this place, I mean, I'm putting myself in the world right now as the person I am, as somebody who's struggling to find where they are faithfully, spiritually. And I believe it's very important to have. I believe having some sort of belief is really, really powerful. I've seen people get on their knees. I mean, I live in a a city that has all kinds of diversity. Different religions, different ethnicities, the whole thing. I've seen people get on their knees and pray to Mecca. I've seen people doing Tai Chi in the park. I've seen people doing all kinds of different things. And every time I'm touched by it, I'm always like, well, good for you. I don't care if, like I've said before, if you find comfort and strength in a popsicle. (laughs) I don't know why I came up with that. I guess I'm hungry. But if you find strength like that, wherever you find strength, good for you. But I hope that you're using that just to be a good person. I really do. I will be talking a lot more about my spirituality on this podcast and my quest to find some sort of comfort in there. And I'll let you know what it is and when it is. And I kind of feel like I'm on my way. The last few nights, I've been laying in bed really thinking about it, really breathing about it, really soaking it in. During this time of year, I love having the windows open in my bedroom and we slide the sliding room door and we go to sleep and I can hear kind of the sounds of the city at night and there's a breeze coming in and I just kind of feel a little more connected to the world instead of isolated in my room. And I really believe that that is helping. I guess and some would call it nature, but it's pretty hard to find nature when you're living in the middle of a cement jungle. A cement jungle, Terry! Yes. Anyway, guys, uh, so I hope I don't bore you with it, but I do hope that if you have any tips for me, please pass them along. What makes you, what, where do you get your strength? Just go to terryjames.com, click on that microphone icon in the lower right-hand portion of the page. Lay it out for me because I really could use your help right now. All right, it is Wednesday afternoon. I decided to take myself to the baseball game today. Uh, Downtown Seattle, it's an afternoon game against the Texas Rangers. Went online, Sherry's at work. I went online and I uh, grabbed myself a good seat. You know, when you're by yourself, you get better seats. I have no problem doing things by myself. I have never had a problem doing anything by myself. I've gone to Disneyland by myself. Used to go to Dodger games all the time by myself. I grab a seat on the, uh, in the outfield. I had a whole system down. I had everything going. There's no shame in doing anything on your own. I had a effing blast today. Started out by getting coffee and I went, uh, you know what, I'm going to go to the ball game. Everything's done on the phone. I hopped on a little scooter. You know, I rented one of those dumb little scooters. I lived maybe, I don't know, less than two miles from the uh, stadium. Just got on that, zipped on over. 
watched a few innings, had a goddamn hot dog, <laughs> and uh, came home. You know, it's awesome. I, I just had a fantastic time. This is the time of year that I really like Seattle. It sucks because most of the year I don't. I'm going to tell you the truth. Made some good friends. It's the only thing that uh, is the saving grace of this place. The weather will devastate your soul. It will. But this time of year, there's no better place to be. It's just now starting to get warm. It's starting to get sunny. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see behind me. Beautiful day today. Probably not even 70 degrees, but it's fantastic. I loved it. Just had a fantastic time going out to the ball game by myself. Now, Sherry's not home yet from work. So I don't know if I should act so happy when she gets home. Should I, should I show her how much joy I had today? Or do I go, you know, it sucked being without you. Because I had a great freaking time alone. I, you know, they do these home games whenever there's a homestand. Usually it's a Wednesday or Thursday that they uh, have a day game. And, and I, I'm going to be doing this a lot this summer. This was fantastic. It was great. But anyway, I, uh, that's not why I'm here. I'm just blabbing right now. That's not why I'm here. You could call. Leave a message. I don't even know why I call it, but I guess that's what you do. Go to terryjames.com. And by the way, thanks again for everybody who's sharing the show. It really means a lot. If you go to terryjames.com, whether you're on your mobile device or you're online, uh, you know, on your regular computer, there's a icon in the lower right-hand portion of the show. If you click on it, boom, you can leave a message. And we got a message today. Let's go ahead and see what it is. Not, I don't know what it is. I like keeping that to myself. I like just wondering what's going to happen. So I have no clue what's going to happen. Here we go. Hi there. This is Sasan calling in from the Bay. Sasan. love you. First off, you know that. Uh, yeah. I'm just calling in with the question. The biggest doubt that I have about myself is my professional um, ways. I've been doing what I do within quality and regulatory affairs for the medical device industry for over 20 years, and I still get butterflies or stick to, stick to my stomach right before an FDA audit um, or wh whatever European agency is bugging me, bugging the company that I'm with. Um, it might be a good thing, might be a bad. Just curious what you guys think. All right, take care. Wow, wow, wow. First of all, I forgot that I asked people to send in question, ask a question. What do you, uh, you know, what, what kind of worries you? What, what's on your mind? What's, uh, what, you know, what's a problem there? And Sasan, who, by the way, is just a great guy, fantastic guy. I understand this, Sasan. I understand this. I, uh, I do certain things to scare the shit out of myself, but you said two different things in this call. One was you said that you get sick to your stomach. Another one, you said you get butterflies. So to me, there's two different things. If you get sick to your stomach, you got to research that. That means you don't like your job to me. <laughs> but if you're getting butterflies because, you know, and anxious and things like that, the way that I've always looked at it when I go, boy, do I just can't stand what I'm doing? I think that you're coming from a place to tell you the truth of you care. You care about it. That's, that's a good sign. It's a good sign when you get nervous. It's a good sign when you cry. It's a good sign when you miss somebody who's passed away. Even though they are emotional, uncomfortable times, 
First of all, you're living. This is what life is. It ain't linear. It ain't up and down type of stuff normal. You know, there's the ebbs and flows, the, the, the valleys, all that stuff. I just think you care, man. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. And I would chalk it up to just, hey, this is me caring about my job. This is a good thing. And I think that having jitters, having concern about the way you're going to be perceived with a, a project you're doing, whether you are uh, meeting somebody for a first time on a first date or what have you, and you, you got the jitters, you're nervous, you care. You want to do a good job. You want to put your best foot forward. So I think that's great. If you were just going through this and uh, whatever, you know, and I, I'd be more concerned about that. But I, I think that all you do, all you're doing, man, you're doing what Sasan normally does. You not only care about your family, you not only care about other people you love, but you care about yourself. And this is a good thing, man. This is an absolute good thing. There you go, guys. Show number three is in the books. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, another ding for you. I meant to hit, I meant to hit that. I meant to hit the song. Listen, I'm new at this, okay? Obviously, show number three. What do you expect things to be perfect? Jesus, you guys are just driving, uh, driving me crazy. Anyway, have a strong, strong rest of the week. Please follow me on all my social media stuff, especially Instagram and Facebook. And I'm going to tell you why, because I have an idea for something. Oh, no, Terry, not another idea, please. No, it has to do with this show. And just follow me. That's all I'm saying, because I don't want to announce any of it, but just follow me. That's all I'm saying. All right, guys, be strong. Be faithful. You know, I'm still searching for some sort of out for this. How about just a, I don't know. How about, how about just an Irish goodbye or something? How about something like that? (laughs) I love Irish goodbyes. I really do.